0: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything podcast number 216. That is 216. Today's podcast is the July 3rd edition of the show. I'm Gary and I'm Chris. As always, make sure you share out the show. And if you have not already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast apps, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. On Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow me uh, at Gary WCE. You can follow Chris at Chris B. Giannini. As usual, today's show is like always brought to you by MyBookie.ag. If you're looking to uh, gamble on sports, the best online sports book out there right now is MyBookie.ag. The best odds, the best layout. You can get a 50% deposit bonus using the promo code WCE50. That means if you deposit 100 bucks. They're giving you an extra 50 bucks free. So go sign up today. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. All right, so story number one, let's jump in. uh, Paul Feinbaum versus ESPN. Uh, the story got several mentions last week. Feinbaum of the SEC Network, his contract is up, I believe, at the end of July. It may be August. Uh, ESPN has not renewed the contract as of yet, and he is threatening to walk. Uh, he stated he will not be at SEC Media Days starting July 16th if ESPN does not finish up his contract. Now, Clay Travis at Outkick.com has reported the most information on this, uh, stating basically it's just another point in the ever-growing list of problems the SEC has had with ESPN since they started the SEC network. Apparently, former ESPN president John Skipper told former SEC commissioner Mike Slive, rest in peace, uh, that ESPN would never partner with another conference to do a network, but a couple of years after that, they went and announced the ACC network. Uh, the SEC told ESPN to get the fine bomb contract done. One of the issues that Outkick did not report on is something that seccountry.com brought up in one of their last pieces. Their final day of uh, publishing content was June 30th, by the way. Uh, so RIP to, uh, <laughs> the, to SEC country. SEC country. Yeah, uh, that's right. Andrew Astleford, I'm hoping I say that right, uh, reported that a source close to the popular college football commentator said a possible relocation to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta for the analyst show, quote, could be a major renegotiation sticking point. So Feinbaum and ESPN's College Football Universe descended upon Atlanta for the CFP National Championship game between Alabama and Georgia, and Feinbaum sure was actually uh, broadcast from the College Football Hall of Fame on January 5th. The, uh, the source close to Feinbaum said, basically, he's on an island in Charlotte. It's pro country, NASCAR country, and ACC country. No ability to cultivate his sources. It makes a lot of sense to go to Atlanta. A lot of the advertisers in Atlanta want it. The city leaders want it. The Hall of Fame wants it. It just makes a lot of sense, and I know the Hall of Fame already has the technology and the wiring in place. Amanda Brooks, an ESPN spokeswoman based in Charlotte, uh, wrote an email to SCC country that the network has no interest in relocating the Paul Feinbaum show to Atlanta. It's a baseless rumor, Brooks wrote, and we have no intention of moving the show. However, the source close to Feinbaum said the show moving to the College Football Hall of Fame would be beneficial to the host and his current employer. Uh, It adds value all the way around, the source said. I can see it really not only giving the SEC Network a lift, but ESPN's overall investment in college football a lift. And if they don't want to do it, I know there's a lot of social media companies that are eager to talk to Paul about his market value. Certainly, he's going to have some other options. Now, to me, Feinbaum provides all kinds of content to the SEC Network, right? Agree. He's basically the face of the channel. He's, he's the voice of the SEC. He's a co-host on SEC Nation every Saturday morning in the fall. He hosts a four-hour radio show every day that's simulcast on the network. Uh, he More often than not in the offseason, he does a full hour on ESPN2 before his own show starts. He's a frequent guest on all the other ESPN programming. Like, you name an ESPN radio program, he's on it. All the time. He's on Sports Center. He's on uh, Outside the Lines. Like, you name it, he's there. He's The other side of this is he is one of the uh, few non-left-wingers on the entire network. Right? Like he, And we don't necessarily know that he's left-wing or not. He just doesn't talk about it. He's one of the few that doesn't. You don't watch a whole lot of Feinbaum. But what is your take on the situation? Should ESPN be willing to let him walk to another platform? With the SEC telling them to get it done,
1: first things first is I don't I don't think his politics have anything to do with this. I think I think that's completely irrelevant to the story. Um, now <laughs> should is ES- <laughs> oh, completely irrelevant to the story? i with you. I'm saying that it, it just works completely irrelevant.
0: He right? he helps out a demographic that but ESPN, is not happy with ESPN. But ESPN
1: right? obviously wants that demographic, or they wouldn't have the SEC network to begin with.
0: That's okay. what I'm saying. They bring
1: money in. So, but now they, they have the SEC network. They have that demographic, right? That you if,
0: never see talking about whatever. That it, that, I don't know that that's going to have anything. to Okay, you're right. Politics I'm sorry. aside, it's move that out of the way into the story. Forget politics. Whatever.
1: Now, do I think this could hurt the SEC or not the SEC? Uh, ESPN, the SEC network. Probably it'll drop a little bit. There are probably some hardcore fine fans. That'll follow him where he goes. I think Fonbaum will be fine anywhere he goes, whatever he chooses to do. Um, I'd like to see that show based out of Atlanta, based out of the Hall of Fame. I'd like for him to make it a live show to where, maybe not live necessarily, but opened up to the public to where people could actually come watch his show.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, Um, it's live every day anyway. But you know what I'm saying. But yeah, open it up to the public. with, With public coming
1: in. If you're there and you want to sit in on the Fonbom show, you can. I'd be willing Um, to bet they they would do that. I I think that would be a lot of fun. But do I think ESPN and the SEC Network will be fine? Yeah. If they part ways, they will find somebody who's an SEC guy to plug in that place that will gladly take that role and and do a great job with it. Um, They've got some pretty great talent there already. Other than Feinbaum, Paul Paul is unbelievable at what he does. There's nobody else as good at what he does as him. But that doesn't mean he's the only guy and he's not replaceable. If the Atlanta thing is a sticking point and ESPN wants to stick to their guns, it's their company. They have the right to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be whatever. What the SEC wants and what the ESPN wants, irrelevant to ESPN. They have a deal in place and it's extremely long. And it's yeah. extremely lucrative to it's, the SEC as it's well. It's 15 more years. Yeah, and, and all those SEC schools that might be upset about this and all the people in charge of that, guess what? You're all getting paid obscene amounts of money. So I don't know that anybody at ESPN cares what they think. They already have the deal. They already have the contract. They already have the content. Uh, you might be right. You're not getting out of it.
0: You might be right. Uh, who, who would be a good replacement if they had to go that route?
1: Um, I don't know, because I, I think they should do what they did with Paul. Not that they did this with Paul. Find a guy in the SEC that already hosts an SEC radio show on a regular basis and try to – he's probably going to be a local person that does that for a specific school, but have that person – reach out and be the entire SEC's
0: person. I wonder if, because Peter Burns has filled in for him a lot. We've had Mm -hmm. Peter on the show. I mean, that that could be... I could see that working. I mean, he's an SEC guy. Yeah.
1: He's got the same roots. He's got the same everything. And you and I know as well as anybody else, the market for these guys is really good, but at the same time, the jobs are getting less and less. Yeah. Paul is big enough to where he can be fine anywhere he goes. Yeah. But... Some of these other guys, we just talked about SEC country and all this. They're losing their jobs every day.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. So
1: there's plenty of people that would want that job that are really well qualified and would do a good job.
0: I think that you are.
1: So we might yeah. get both. The SEC could be fine. ESPN and the SEC Network could be fine with somebody else. And Paul and could we, go wherever he wants to. And we get Paul. And whoever Paul gets hired on by, if if they don't take advantage of the college football um, Hall of Fame wanting him there, I just think that's a bad idea. Because anybody else that picks him up is not going to be as big as ESPN.
0: Yeah, So agreed. they
1: should take advantage of that marketability.
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, let's move on. Story number two, NCAA revenues were announced. Uh, USA Today released their annual list of NCAA schools revenue. Number one, I'll just read the top ten. Okay. Number one, Texas, $214.83 million. Number two, Texas A&M, $211.96 million. Those were the only two that went over $200 million. Uh, number three, Ohio State, $185.41 million. Michigan, $185.17 million. Alabama at number five, $174.31. Georgia, $157.85 at number six. Oklahoma, number seven at $155.24. Florida, number eight. LSU, number nine. Auburn, number 10. The top non-power 5 revenue earner was number 49 Yukon that kind of surprised me with 83.37 million. Uh the hometown team here where we are, Memphis earned 48.72 million to come in at number 60 out of 230 schools. Number 230, in case you're curious, Alabama A&M they pulled in 3.29 million. million. Uh, the same day that this was released, USA Today released an article Called is overspending catching up to these Power Five schools. Now, I purposely have not told you about this. I didn't know if you read the story or not. Um, Washington State AD Bill Moose took the AD job at the University of Nebraska after last season. Right. That's why everybody thought Mike Leach is going to leave. Da da da. da. It made sense. It makes more sense after USA Today revealed some emails they discovered in a public records request. One of the emails uh, dated a few weeks before football season started was from Washington State Vice President Stacey Pearson to A.D. Bill Moose, and it read, Understand the magnitude of the problem. Athletics has, by far, the largest cumulative de- uh, deficit than all other campus areas combined. The entire university has to work to reduce this deficit, and it can't be done if athletics continues to spend millions into deficit each year. I obviously have come to understand your challenges, but you simply must make progress to reduce these deficits. That deficit now is $67 million, and Washington State has spent more than they've made in seven straight years, basically to try and compete, right? So Washington is massive. They've got a huge fan base, a huge support system. Washington State is not. Washington State is Mississippi State, to. Ole Miss. And it, but even those are closer than these
1: two. No, those are substantially closer. Yeah. Washington is in Seattle. Yes. They have limitless amounts. Of Pullman
0: money. is 250 miles away. That's right. And so it's, it's in the
1: middle of nowhere, Washington.
0: Right. So NCAA schools' combined revenue has jumped from $5.6 billion after 2011 to $8.3 billion in 2017. Now, this is not adjusted for inflation, just basic numbers. Correct. Instead of being financially relieved by the boom... 18 schools burned through that money and still posted annual deficits of more than $1 million in fiscal year 2017, compared to only seven in 2011. Now, amazingly, Washington State is more financially conservative than some of the others. Uh, Twelve other FBS public schools used $25 million or more in subsidies from student fees or other university support to help balance the budget, compared to three in 2011. Rutgers was first. Uh, in the power five with thirty three point one million in subsidies. And I know that this goes on like at Memphis as well, but like power five, you almost don't even think about it. Right. That's right. You just think the oh they're getting money so much is, money. Yeah,
1: the TV money is crazy.
0: But see, even after this thirty three point one million in subsidies, including eleven point eight million from student fees for Rutgers, their deficit was still two point three million dollars with the subsidies. Washington State's deficit was seven point five million in two thousand seventeen after receiving five point three million in subsidies. At what point is it not financially feasible for these schools to attempt to keep up with Blue Bloods?
1: I don't know. I don't see. And this is the problem that I have. I don't like that we have the haves and the have-nots.
0: See, and you think that in the Power Five that everybody is a have, right? But they're not. And, but and, you they, know and they would be if they're not spending all of this money, yeah. right? And so, So long as they're not spending all of this money— then they can make it work. But they have to spend the money to compete. Yeah, that's the problem.
1: And they're not spending a fraction of the money the Blue Bloods are spending.
0: No, it's not even close.
1: This is is my issue with college sports as a whole. It's the reason I like pro sports. It's the reason the NFL is my favorite sport because it is literally the most meritocracy in the sense of, the best have to prove it, and everybody's playing on the same playing field. They have a hard salary cap. There is no max salary you can pay anybody. You can pay anybody what you want, but you cannot go one nickel over. There is no luxury tax. You cannot go one nickel over the salary cap. Yeah. So we're all playing from an exact same playing field when it comes to what you can get for talent. In, in yeah. college sports, especially college football, it's just not that way. It's not the same. Because you have to the reason college football is different than basketball is you have to roster a nearly 100 man roster. In college basketball you need 15 dudes. Yeah, it's just the sheer size makes it unrealistic. And when schools that have graduate assistants are competing against schools that have the same position as graduate assistants but they're paying former head coaches obscene amounts of money, it, you just can't compare the two.
0: No, I mean, I I agree. I agree. I, I, at some point, people have to stop giving loans to people that just don't have the cash, right? Like, and I, I know I'm not touching on exactly what you wanted me to touch on, but, like, these schools that get these huge deficits, right? Washington State, seven years in a row, has spent more money than they've brought in. That just doesn't make financial sense to me at all, and I understand like keeping up with the Joneses. You got to pay Mike Leach, you got to pay all these people.
1: But then you wouldn't have Washington State in the Pac-12 anymore. It's no longer the Pac-12. Well, no,
0: because you keep them in the Pac-12, I and you mean, just let them be doorsteps. You just let them get pushed over and beat around. I mean, there's some schools that do that. It, it, it's it's not. But that's garbage. The TV though. contract is. The same basically for everybody, unless you make the playoff or whatever, right? So, like, the bowl revenue is the same except for the teams that make bowls and all that. There are ways, like, you don't have to go extravagant with your facilities. You don't have to go... But you
1: obviously do, or you can't compete. How do you compete? How do you recruit? How do you ever get to a point where you're making money if you can't win games and get people to turn the TV on or show up or donate money?
0: See, there lies a very the good problem. Point.
1: You're what if we did what you wanted to do? You would literally widen that gap ten times in three years. Well,
0: let's see. That's the thing. You you spend the money that you got. You figure out how to make it work with what you got. But you never.
1: But you never get. So you're just going to get worse and worse as everybody else is getting better and better. Well, but Washington the reason, in your state. The reason Washington, Washington
0: State is is wanting like the reason they are spending this money is because they think if they're good. More people are going to be buying season tickets. You're going to create a culture, et cetera, et cetera. And they're not necessarily wrong, but you don't have what, like, it. it we. it's the same with businesses, right?
1: It's not the same with businesses.
0: They don't have anything to sell.
1: They're not marketing themselves to something to try to sell it because the TV deal doesn't change if they have Agreed, unbelievable but, but ratings. but people coming into stuff. your stadium changes. It's a minuscule amount of money. The The money difference between them and Washington is donations. They don't have rich alums. Right. But that So that means the people that don't have rich alums don't get to play. They also don't sell as many season tickets. It's irrelevant. If they sell the same amount of seats, if they sell out all the games, it doesn't matter if you said season tickets or not. It's all about donations. The season ticket money is a drop in the bucket to what costs these themes to function. It's all I, booster I'm,
0: donations. I'm with you, but if those you donations have, also go towards per seat licenses, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's the same thing at all these yes, SEC schools. but they don't. They don't have that money. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. They don't have it. They are expecting it to eventually come in. What happens if it doesn't come in? But, but what I'm telling you is. If
1: we're working under the way that you want to work, those that have big boosters will just get bigger and better, and those that don't will literally fall by the wayside and they will become obsolete.
0: Yeah, but then you have teams such as like you have to hope to God that you've got a big booster, but you, that will eventually come out of the woodworks, right? T Boone Pickens shows up for Oklahoma State, completely changes the landscape of athletics in Oklahoma. It don't get me wrong, the Sooners are still kings in that state. But Oklahoma State has made it incredibly interesting since Mike Gundy took over, right? I we're, we
1: all agree on that. They have that. What do you do if you don't have a T Boone and you don't have other big alums? Ole Miss doesn't really have that famous big alum like T Boone Pickens or Warm. No, but they've like got that. a they've got a. But they've got <laughs> plenty. They got plenty of money. Yeah, they got. They're huge not, money. They're not hurting for money. So if you're a state, if you're a a team like Washington State we're using them for an example, that doesn't have that kind of fan base, that means you just don't get to play anymore. Uh, then what about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt has gazillions of dollars. They're still not good in the SEC. Yeah, because but they if never update
0: dro- their facilities. They never- But that's
1: because they, their alums won't pay for the money to do that. Right, so what's They the have an endowment that's big. You can't spend the alums' money if they donate it for something, for something else.
0: No, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying is Washington State doesn't the, have the this. The schools
1: that choose to not use it, that's fine. They have the right. To, that's a choice. We're going to get into that in my in, in, in later on. That's something for me. That is a choice of theirs. If they have access to the money and choose not to use it for whatever reason, right. that is a decision on the schools. But the fact that you're talking about these, we're going to refer to them as poor schools, they don't have the money to play, Now you're wanting to make them obsolete. We can't do that. I'm I'm not not
0: for that. I'm not talking about making them obsolete. I'm saying play like live within your means. If they do that, and if you continue to grow in
1: this game, you can't continue to grow that way, and you know that. You absolutely know that. Boise State did it. Boise
0: State didn't do it. They didn't do it in a big no. They didn't Power do it Five at all. Conference.
1: They they beat up on a little conference and they tried to play one Goliath every year and beat that one Goliath. That's yeah. all they tried to do.
0: I understand it's different in a Power Five conference. I'm with you, I, I, but I got you obviously
1: that. are not. We we're we're not on the same page because I'm not seeing. You where cannot it say is. live within your means. You have X amount of dollars. You can't spend more if they choose to do that. Leach is gone. You can't hire a good head coach. You can't recruit there. What's going to happen? Are they going to get better? They're it's just going to magically Leach, get better? Leach
0: is making $3.5 million. And then if
1: they get and better.
0: easily paid for with if, the TV money. If
1: you've got another. It's all
0: the expansion and everything else that if, they're trying to do if, when if they don't even coach, require a stadium expansion.
1: If you've got another coach that comes in and he does get a sniff of winning and he wants to do these things so he can recruit and make his job easier and, and be able to compete with the big boys for real – You say, no, we're not spending that money. We're not doing that. Okay, well, then I'm just going to go take this other job like the AD did. I'm going to go to a state or a school that will pay. Yeah. That's the problem. They can, If you make that rule, they can never get better because anybody that's good enough to win there won't go there. Anyone that's there and we see that they're good, they'll leave for a better job. So are you... I think we should have more rules and more restrictions on what we're allowing these schools to do with money. What would happen if everybody had the same amount of money to play with for? if we just had a standard? Now, this is super extreme socialistic, okay? <laughs> but we're talking about college football, not how people live their lives. Yeah. All right? Yeah. You want to see who's really the best? everybody's locker room is the exact same in the Power Five, or at least in the conference, in the SEC. If everybody has the same facilities, you all get a weight room, you all get this, you all get that. Oh, we want a waterfall. Bull crap. Go to the mountains, look at a waterfall. You don't get one in your (laughs) locker room. You don't get one in your weight room. Oh, I need a barber shop. There's one down the street. Larry will cut your hair. Go to him. I want to play putt-putt. Yeah, I want to play putt-putt. Yeah, Al's Golf Haven, right down the road. (laughs) Let's go do that. You don't get one in your facility. Al's Golf Haven. You don't get one in your facility. Yeah. If okay. we did that, we'll see where we all are. Okay. But okay. the fact is, we're pumping these guys full of money, and now you've got extra recruiters being these these analysts that are going to all these big schools, and every school's getting them that can afford them, and everyone who can't afford them, they're using graduate assistants and they're giving them work study programs. They're paying them eight bucks an hour.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: The rich are getting richer in college football. And I'm not opposed to that, but I don't like that it means good teams are just going to get better and the bad teams, they're going to have nobody to play.
0: Yeah, they're just going to get College worse College football worse. is
1: going to be awful. Yeah. The product will have three good games a weekend, but we'll have 200 games to watch.
0: Yeah. And out of 200 That's kinda, games... It's, so it's the way we'll that have, the NBA has well, gone. It's also two. the way that... Uh,
1: but the NBA has been that way. The NBA has been that way for decades, okay? Larry Bird... He played on a super team. Nobody yeah. could beat those guys. Michael Jordan played on a super team. Nobody could beat those guys. No, I'm with you, the Bad I'm Boy you. Pistons, the old school Knicks, the Lakers. The NBA has been that way.
0: Yeah. NFL is, is getting close. No,
1: the NFL is nothing close. Nothing close. The Eagles didn't make the playoffs last year, just won the Super Bowl this past year. Didn't get, not, not even close.
0: Okay. Not even All close. Right. Bad we're, argument. We're, we're going to jump off this. We're going to jump off this topic. All right, so story number three. Ex-Baylor AD says Regents conspired to scapegoat black players. Now, the story that just never seems to go away. Baylor, back in the news uh, regarding the sexual assault issues that cost the president, chancellor, and head coach Art his job. Former Baylor AD Ian McCall alleges the school's Regents employed an elaborate plan Uh, that essentially scapegoated black football players and the football program for being responsible for what was a decades-long, university-wide sexual assault scandal, according to a motion filed in a Title IX lawsuit last Wednesday. McCall claims he was urged to stay as AD at Baylor, but he refused because, and I quote, he was disgusted at that point with the Regents, the racism, the phony, quote, finding of fact, and because he did not want to be part of some Enron cover-up scheme. Now, obviously, we both agree that what went on on that campus was disgusting and awful, et cetera. But do you believe any of McCall's story here? And will this story ever die, so that Matt Rule is actually going to be able to build a decent program down there? Or do you think maybe this is part of the reason he was shopping around to the Colts and a few other teams? Like, tell tell me about McCall first. Do you believe in this story? I was going to ask you the same thing. You, I think I might. I believe it completely. I completely A hundred
1: percent. No, there is no doubt in my mind this happened. Yeah. I, I just. Yes. You're, it, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I I, I would need to sign, find facts that I am wrong on this. Yes. I think these people absolutely try to do it. Now, the the racial stuff is is absolutely probably correct. Yes. And yes. The, the other part of it, though, is. Most of these things did happen under the football program. I'm
0: no, not gonna say it's a race thing. N- n- not not most like a yeah, lot of it. A lot, it, a lot. But like, but it was pretty widespread across campus. Look, and and as he said, it was decades long. If you go back and start reading into some of this, Baylor's
1: stuff, had their problems. I mean, they've problems. had a basketball player commit murder. I mean, we they've had
0: they've had issues. Well, and okay? Waco is of course where uh, uh, you know we had yep. the the shootout and yep, the, yep. yeah, all that so, mess. So, so, so it's just
1: it's it's a it's a tough place. There's, there's no doubt in my mind I believe every bit of this. I believe absolutely every bit of this, and I wonder how – because I know that not every, nobody's perfect, okay? Nobody's squeaky clean in any of this. You're involved in the program this long, this stuff happening. How much did the AD know – how much did he try to fight it behind the scenes and then say, you know what? I'm just going to get out of here and take another job. That, kudos to him for calling him out and not being afraid of this. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this well, it, time he for, had to
0: call him out because he was named in a bunch of these. Oh, lawsuits. yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. he's
1: defending himself. Yeah. And rightfully so. But but whether he was involved in it or not, there's no doubt this was a cover up blamed at these poor black kids that can't defend themselves. At a super high-end, rich Christian school.
0: Yeah. No I'm, question I'm with in my you. mind. I'm with you. And, so. All
1: right, so the Matt Rule part, I you know how I feel about him. I'm a huge Matt Rule fan. I don't know that he can win there. I don't know that anybody can win there. If you drop the god of college football himself, Nick Saban in Baylor, could he win there right now? I don't know. Probably not. I'm going to go with no. No, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see it. I, d- happening. I just don't know that the story will ever go away. Well, here's the deal, though. You're, you and I are asking for a story to go away because we want to get back to sports. But we got to remember, this is now a legal process. Yeah, that, it's going to take years. We're well, not just years. I mean, that could take a decade. Yeah. So I mean, so our expectation of for, will it go away? Dancers, no. It's just not going away
0: I, I think it's worse than – I I think Matt Rule was lied to. Oh, no doubt. I think no. it was 100% lied to. Why would you to. tell him
1: the truth? You're already buried under all of these problems. Why would you tell him the truth?
0: No, I mean, you're, you're you right. You get him in,
1: and you hope that he falls in love with the students and athletes that he recruits enough to where he doesn't want to leave them. I think that's, you're... That's what you do. That's the move. I think you're right. And if I was the AD trying to hire him, I can't say that I wouldn't have tried to do the same thing. Hey, we yeah. got a lot of mess to clean up. Let's not let him know all of this stuff. Let's just get him in and maybe he'll fall in love with the place and maybe we could fix it. But the AD <laughs> there now and all the people there trying to work to cover it up, they weren't the people involved when this happened. Yeah. But they are the ones responsible for cleaning it up.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's going to be rough, man. It most certainly is all right let's uh, let's jump out of the top news stories. All right, story number four look literally as we are recording this on Sunday evening, LeBron James signs a four-year 154 million dollar contract to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I've got a few questions here one. Uh, Does Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers together I- is that the I guess the most appealing free agency uh, uh franchise destination? Yeah, no, in I the NBA, they, I don't think
1: it's close either. I like really don't, does Magic I really don't have anything to close.
0: do with that, or is it just the Lakers without? No, Kobe? no,
1: no, no, no. I think the Magic has a lot to do with that. I okay. think if the Bus family was running it, running it, and there was no Magic, and there was just a face. Of a GM, there's no way they make this deal.
0: I think no, LeBron right.
1: goes for magic.
0: I think you're probably right. All right. The other question I have is uh does he go by himself? No. Because obviously Paul George, we you know, that that's going to
1: LeBron's better without Paul George.
0: All right. But who's he going with? I think
1: they're gonna make the Boogie deal. I think Boogie's gonna sign shortly after. All right, this. So
0: they'll get DeMarcus Cousins and does the Kawhi deal happen?
1: Now that, I think L.A. is going to do everything they can for. Popovich and the Spurs have made it clear. They do not want to trade him in conference. I don't know how they make that deal. Now that You'd means, have to that give means, up a whole lot. But here's the deal. That means Kawhi comes next year.
0: Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. Does like, that matter? It, if I were the Spurs and you know he's going to the Lakers next year, no matter what.
1: You get a King's ransom for him.
0: Yeah, you trade for everything you can possibly get.
1: But the problem is, is you're getting... Are the
0: Lakers smart enough to say, you know what? Yeah, I don't want you taking all my assets. I'm just going to hold off until next year. Here's the problem
1: with the, the taking everything you can get kind of thing. Um,
0: the other part what, of this What is are you going to get? LeBron signed a four-year deal. Four-year deal.
1: So, first-round picks are worthless. He's yeah. gonna You're going to be picking in the late 20s, early
0: 30s, no matter what. Well, you say that, but...
1: No, LeBron's going to be picking in the late twenties, early thirties.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, you're talking about the Lakers. Yeah, yes. no, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about San Antonio. No,
1: but that's what I'm saying. So why would you? You wouldn't give up Kawhi for the 28th pick every year in the draft for no. the next three 28th picks? You wouldn't give him up for
0: that? No, you wouldn't give him up for that. But I mean, they do have some some decent talent. They've at got a LA. couple
1: of good players that they could trade away. If you're none the Spurs, of them are
0: close to Kawhi. The other side of this is, like. Even if the Spurs liked Lonzo Ball, one, I think that's the one franchise that could actually get Levar Ball to shut up, right? I think they could do it, and just because of Pop. I think that he would mouth off so much to Levar Ball, and he and he's got enough control over the people that that surround that franchise. I don't think there's anyone he you'd would want tell Lonzo. them to get. But either way, they can't get Lonzo right now because he's hurt. Well, they you wouldn't
1: want Lonzo either. Uh, the the guy you want on that team is Ingram.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. I think the Lakers would be willing to give that up.
1: Oh, well they'd have for Kawhi? For yes. a top five player in the NBA? Absolutely. Obviously. <laughs> but the problem is, is if you're the Spurs, that's what you're getting for Kawhi. A, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of late round draft picks in, in Ingram.
0: Do you try and make like a three team trade?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you try to do.
0: I take have the, no idea who you could even. Take
1: meet. the Chandler Parsons
0: tail <laughs> from Memphis, and we'll give you and we'll give you Conley. That's no forget Conley, he ain't, they ain't taking Conley. They can have Conley. No. That take take Parsons and you can have any number of a first, bunch of these young players. Uh, first round pick next year. I'm down with that. Kobe Simmons. A bunch of cash. Uh Ivan Rabb. Uh The Grizzlies are going to end up getting it. a bunch of like, cash. That's uh, probably so. Do you see the Grizzlies uh free agent train or free agent signing? Yeah. yeah. Omri Caspi. God, nobody cares. A few years ago I might have been like all right, man. I'm in with that last night at midnight or whatever time it is that we're up with the baby. And I'm looking at the, at the Woj tweet and I'm going, eh, I don't understand this. He played like what? Five minutes a game last year for the Warriors. Like, and I understand he was with the Warriors. So like, it's not like he's going to get a ton of playing time anyway, but you know, he, he does fit a lot of needs for the Grizzlies. It's just, all right, is he too old to do it now? Either way. We'll get to that. So, LeBron James, 4-year, $154 million contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll see who's coming with him. Boogie Cousins? Probably. But, I mean, my gosh. You, you I, know what I'm looking forward to? What's that?
1: Cuz this is a selfish thing. Old school Celtics Lakers finals, but instead of Larry and Magic, oh, you're going to have Kawhi and Bron Bron.
0: Well, you you have LeBron against uh, cool. uh against uh, Kyrie. Uh,
1: Kyrie, that's it. Right. Kyrie.
0: Boy, that'd Sorry. be a lot of fun. I would take Kyrie in that every day. <laughs> I well, I would take I would take the Celtics.
1: But, I would take Brad Stevens. Yes, right now. But betting against LeBron is not smart.
0: Well, the other side of this is uh, Luke Walton. Like he, he's not a bad coach. No, Luke. I and mean, you saw what he did with the. Uh, uh, granted, it was with we'll Golden see. State, but we'll see. God, he went undefeated as a coach we'll with Golden State, like twenty four zero, wasn't it? It should be fun. It will be a be lot fun. of fun. NBA makes uh, some interesting things. Interesting. Things. All right. <laughs> Alright, so, we are, every week, we're going to be doing a song of the week. And we'll come up with a cool name for it eventually. We don't have one yet. We're going to post the playlist, uh, Spotify playlist, and we're going to work on an Apple Music playlist. Uh, But we'll post it on the website. It will have its own page. It will have its own thing. We will worry about that uh, later on. So, uh, today's... Song of the Week is going to be a band called Seven Dust. And so we'll, we'll let it play for a minute and then we'll jump in. All right, now let me go and tell you this. I grew up in love with 7-Dust, right? So my son's name is Lincoln James. The lead singer for 7-Dust is named LaJohn. Everybody calls him LJ. I call my son LJ. Like, I've known this band for years. We've played with them. I, I'm in a band called Prosevere. Um, we played down in, uh, or no, they played in Orlando with, uh, with a band called Shinedown. It was a, a big arena tour back in like 2010. My daughter was four My daughter would not talk to anybody other than myself and her mother at the time. Like, she wouldn't talk to anybody. Well, and our buddy Zach, who's the guitar player for Shinedown. Um, But LJ has a little girl that's the exact same age as my daughter. And he is the only one that could get her to talk. It was awesome. So, that band has been doing this since 1997 and... I mean, they keep putting out good records. Uh, This one is off of the uh, All I See Is War album. came out in May. Go check it out on Spotify. All that wonderful stuff. That is going to lead us into our Hot Takes of the Week. You went first last week. Yep. I'm going to go first this week. Go on. This is about the NBA. We are in the middle of the NBA free agency season. My hot take is this. Paul George, who just signed a, uh, a three-plus-one deal, so a four-year contract. It's a three-year with a player option. Uh, four-year deal worth $147 million. I think Paul George will request a trade from Oklahoma City before three years of the contract is done.
1: Okay, I don't know how hot-take-ish that is. That's so a- the, his last year of the team's deal. Well, I think it'll be within within two years. Okay. It might be next year. All
0: right. Look, look.
1: Russell Westbrook is a very difficult person to play Ru- yes. with. Yes, is-
0: and, and that team did not make it out of the first round of the playoffs last year. What The other side of this that's more insane, and we'll just go into the story, is that Oklahoma City is going to go into the luxury tax for Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook way back when, a few years ago, they got rid of James Harden and then got rid of Reggie Jackson, so they would not go into the tax with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Ultimately, it cost them KD. Um, this go-round, they're going to pay their players, but its I don't think it's going to make them any better. And PG-13 eventually is going to get tired of Russ. Correct. I, there's no doubt that's going to happen. Um, <laughs>
1: the, the only move I can think that this makes sense for Oklahoma City is, and it doesn't make sense to me,
0: but – well, they're, a small market. they're not going to be able to get free agents generally There's a, unless they've been there.
1: They're very equivalent to Memphis. Yes. There is a Memphis sports guy, covers the Grizzlies pretty well. We follow him. We know him. That firmly believes one of the good things about free agents looking at Memphis is we consistently overpay guys. This is and entirely so maybe true. Maybe that would draw a free agent here one day. But any free agent worth coming here isn't go he's going to get that money anywhere. Yeah. So the only way we're ever going to get somebody is to overpay him. I think it's a terrible philosophy. I think it's going to end badly, but we'll see. Uh You got your hot take? My hot take is a little different. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying this is about college baseball and the college baseball World Series that just happened. All right. We're SEC guys. Arkansas was in it. The SEC had Three teams make it to the final round, and uh, and and I made the statement as soon as the final round was set that none of them were going to win because I thought Oregon <laughs> State was that good, and I made a lot of SEC friends angry at me. I wasn't rooting against them, but
0: did you? You, you did watch say that Oregon State was the best team the in the country, The best team in the country. Yes,
1: By, and they they've just they're good. Did you watch game two?
0: Yes, I watched game two. It was a travesty. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it up, okay? All right, go ahead.
1: So for the people that didn't watch, Arkansas has not lost a game in the World Series. They are undefeated. They are up one game in a three-game series. They are one strike away from winning the College World Series championships. And a foul ball, routine foul balls hit to the right field side. You have the second baseman, the first baseman, and the right fielder all standing there looking at it, and it falls on the ground.
0: It, yeah, foul ball that, that was catchable. Next, Incredibly catchable.
1: Immediately, as soon as that happened, I, I text a, a really good friend of ours, Cameron, that, that uh, big baseball guy, and say, series over with. Not game over with. Series over with. Yeah. You don't come back from that. This is That's baseball. That's baseball. My hot take is, Arkansas deserved to lose the national championship. They absolutely deserved to lose it.
0: Ooh, man, I like that's uh a- they deserved
1: to lose it because if in baseball, if you give somebody second life, they take your life. They yeah. they destroy you. That happens, it's happened throughout history. It's not just baseball. Well, it, ba- most baseball guys will tell you don't give them another strike. Yeah. Every time it seems like in a big moment you give a hitter another strike, another out, it it comes back to bite them. And there was no doubt in my mind the baseball gods were like, you didn't catch that ball, you don't deserve to win this championship. And I hate it for my Arkansas friends. That's a heartbreaker. That's one that the what ifs will last forever. But hot take, they deserve to lose the series. Didn't lose a game the whole time. Deserve to lose the series.
0: That is, uh, that's rough.
1: I know it's rough. I know it's gonna be. It's mean. I, if you're a baseball dude, you understand what I'm saying. If you're not, I'm just a jerk.
0: No, no, no. I, I'm I, okay I, with that. I can understand. But that.
1: I'm not trying to be. But I believe it. It's something <laughs> I believe is true. You know that I believe in the sports karma and the gods of of all these okay. things working around.
0: No, I'm, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Wow.
1: Hot take. Hot enough.
0: That's that's pretty hot. Saying, saying that they deserve to lose deserve. because they didn't catch a foul ball. Deserve to lose. That's that's out there. Deserve. That's, to that's lose. rough. That's bad juju. And then of course they show up third game, and get two hits, and over. Yeah. Over. That's it, but you can't come back from that. I mean it's you. You're that close to it, and you don't get it done. It, it sticks with you. Think
1: guys, Tyler Austin, Taylor Austin, the pitcher that pitched third game.
0: Yeah. I would tank for that
1: guy. Right now, I would tank if I have a major league baseball team that's okay. I would tank <laughs> to get that guy in two years. Two years, he'll be available in the draft. Is he that good? I think. He, I think he is. I've been wrong before. I think he
0: is. Uh, we've all been wrong before. All right. All right. Let's go wrap that segment up. <laughs>
1: All right, this is our segment, Fact or Fiction. Last week, Gary threw me... When a, The last segment of the week. Last segment of the week, correct. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Gary threw me a question, or a fact or fiction. I'm going to throw this one to Gary. All right. little general here. Fan's perspective. Fact or fiction. A player's choices matter more than his abilities.
0: Fan perspective? Yeah. I'm going to say... God dog man you you went big on this one this is this is my deep you went thought big on this
1: i'll expound on this after you get an answer and you kind of think through your process okay or do you want me to
0: do you want me to expound so you can kind of think for a minute a player's choices matter more than his ability more than his abilities i'll go with fact on that and here's my reasoning for that if his choices constantly get him in trouble to where he's off the field it doesn't matter if he's talented or not now, if he's just a bonehead and it and it's not something that's gonna get him suspended, et cetera, et cetera, he's just like a bad character dude, but he never gets suspended, then that's like okay it it would depend on what what team I'm a fan of right if you right. if you get a once in a generation talent for that school or that team, then you can put up with some with some bull to be able to have somebody like that, right like so. Well I'm not talking for about example, just a fan of a team, but it's well, now, of let, a sport. Let's just say let's say you're a fan of Ole Miss. It's and good. I know we're, we're going back to the team yeah. side. But like to have Robert Kim and Laramie Tunsell and, and whatnot and all the trouble that those two had along with them hundred percent worth it to deal with, with those guys for what you got, right? Like, the winning, the the feeling good about your program to to go back up in with the big boys again, because Ole Miss was nothing for a long time until those guys came around. And it wasn't just them, obviously. It was the head coach and the quarterbacks and everything else, like but those guys had a lot to do with it. You know, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, if we're going to Jameis Winston, you know, that's a whole nother side of it where it's like, okay, his choices obviously matter, like, but God bless, like you would have thought that an NFL team would know not to take somebody like that.
1: So the guy that I'm thinking of when I created this and when I thought of this, and I didn't create this out of air, I'll, I'll, I'll give some context to it in a minute, is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's never done anything wrong, hurtful like Jameis or, or knuckleheadish like Kim Dichie and and those guys. But Kevin Durant's choices – the way he has chosen to do things on Twitter and chosen to go to a super mega team because he couldn't win on his own. But his abilities are unbelievable. I would venture to say he's one of the most hated players in the NBA.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. I think yes. he is a
1: thin-skinned little bee. And yeah, I think a I'm lot of other people think that as well. And we're not talking about off-the-field stuff like Winston and these other guys. We're just talking about, I. So I'm on this kick lately. Okay, this is gonna. This is this is ridiculous. Tell uh,
0: tell me, tell me what you think about Kawhi then.
1: I think it's gonna hurt him. Okay, I'm a Celtics fan. You know I'm a Boston guy. Yeah, no, no, I'm a Boston guy.
0: I know. Your wife's from Cleveland. You're also kind of a I'm a Cavs Cavs guy. guy too. Well, I'm what up, young Kaz. bull? What up, Colin Sexton? Less a cast guy. Like let's yeah, let's do the this. You, you get them boys back to the finals next year without LeBron. Won't happen. See how the King likes that. <laughs> um, <laughs> whew, that's a lot of noise. Kevin Love and Colin Sexton, the uh, new NBA All Star team. I uh,
1: <laughs> I don't want I don't want Boston to trade for him. I want them to take the team they've got.
0: I agree hundred percent. He quit on his team. He well, I'm, quit I'm not on even worried about team. him quitting on his team. I'm worried about that's a about, big deal, though. I, that was a choice but, he made. He but, made but a choice. But to trade, you're gonna to have to trade away a whole lot of assets. And, and Correct. Boston Correct. is more than just a couple of guys. No, I know they're great like team. that is a that is a team.
1: They're a great team. And so I, I but so, I'm so, I'm with you so as with far you.
0: as quitting on his team. That's that whole thing is the,
1: the original thought. So I'm we want to credit people when credit is due. Okay, I'm watching through. A lot of people are going to call from my man card here. I'm watching through the Harry Potter movies with my seven year old child.
0: Uh, that immediately keeps your man card. Okay. Okay. Good. Because you can watch all kind of stuff. I've, I've watched. A, I've good. watched Disney crap with well, my daughter. Know, you know that me I would. Disney stuff, but. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But it like.
1: We're talking I, about diving. I'm deep talking deep and Disney TV lessons. shows. Life lessons. All right.
0: All right. Go ahead. Harry Potter life lessons.
1: And I believe it's the Chamber of Secrets. Dumbledore tells harry that he's trying to configure out why he's different than tom riddle okay and he says
0: i have no idea what you're talking about but the, i'm rolling
1: the choices you've made are your choices of a man are more important than their abilities and i heard him say that and i immediately looked at my daughter and i told her you need to hear that and you need to remember that the rest of your life the choices you make are what you're going to be judged on
0: yeah not and your you abilities. should
1: be judged on them, yeah. not just your abilities. I was not born 6'8", 185 pounds, zero body fat. Now, I've made myself look the way I look, but genetics didn't help me. I was never going to be a great NBA player. I was never going to be a great NFL player. Great offensive linemen don't come at 5'10". They just don't. And I lie to tell people I'm
0: 5'10". What, what do you think the po- – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, let's look at this from like Michael Jordan. The majority of the public knows very little about Jordan.
1: Correct. He grew up in a day and an age where the media was not anywhere close to what it is now. Right. There was you you no didn't worry
0: about media. what choices and whatnot. He like we well, didn't know about him. Yeah. So like uh, his you know, gambling problems. But if you don't know, on his wife. You can't like, judge
1: people based on the things you don't know.
0: Okay. That's the
1: difference. But it, but it's
0: different today. Today it's different, and like I don't know that anybody would know anything about. Uh, it, like he wouldn't have a chance to have burner Twitter accounts no. and all no. that. So, like, and now it would look bad to leave Oklahoma City to go to the team that just beat you. That's right. Obviously, that's always going to look bad. Had he
1: left Chicago to go play for the Celtics, who swept him, we always get these memes out there that Jordan never been swept in a final, never been swept in a final. Like, no, no, no but not he, in the final. He got swept a whole lot in the Eastern Conference when he played yep. against a super team called the Celtics. Had he left and went and played for Boston,
0: Everybody would have looked at him oh, a whole lot I, I think
1: he would have. Lo- I think it would have hurt his legacy greatly.
0: Yeah, I think it would have
1: destroyed it. I believe the choices these people make—they do to me. I can't speak to you, and I can't speak for every other fan. People's ability is one thing, but the choices they make are—they're com- completely within their realm of control. And I think yes. that I'm bigger on judging people for what I see them do, in in the choices they make. It's why I can't handle the interceptions and the bad throws. If we're going to talk about critiquing quarterbacks' abilities and things like that, why I was out on so many of the quarterbacks, I don't think you can coach out the interceptions. I don't think when you have a player that makes bad decisions as opposed to a player that's just not as good, I'll take the guy that's not as good but trying and making every right decision. Yeah. Because a guy who makes bad decisions is choosing to make those. He has complete control over that, and he's choosing to make the wrong decision. I like your point. That is that is a that is something that watching Harry Potter has changed the way I've watched sports for the last two weeks. That's interesting. I know. That was a good question. I, I thought so, and that I was, was like, a really man, good I don't want to ask this because of – uh people gonna leave me? I mean I, I'm a nerd, I know that. I but, get it. Yeah, okay. but it,
0: people that watch this show are not gonna give you a bunch of crap for can. for that. They can't. Like even if they do, that's fine. But that's it's their a, choice. Look, like, Harry Potter is like a massive worldwide phenomenon. Right?
1: I take some of that audience. If yeah. there are any Harry Potter fans out there, you could uh click like and subscribe and yeah, we, we're not gonna talk about the show much, but you
0: can We're uh, we're obviously gonna tag it. <laughs> <We'll> tag <laughs> like, it. That's we're right. We're gonna tag it and that's get everybody right. to, to tune in. But yeah, like that's I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, that's going to wrap up this week. You guys know what to do. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. I recommend Podcast Addict for Android people. You can also do it on iTunes as well. So go check that thing out. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash winningcureseverything. Knock that thing out. Help spread the word. Share it out on all the social media accounts. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you will see it down at the bottom. Um, YouTube.com slash cures everything. Facebook.com slash winning cures everything. On Twitter, at winning cures. We will see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE.
1: You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C H R I S B G I A N N I N I.
0: You can also email the show, that's Everything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226. 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time,
1: have a good one, guys.
0: Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review.